0: This is the Big Brand Theory podcast by Blackwood Creative with your host Ryan Surface. And now, here's Ryan.
1: Hey, hey guys and welcome back to the Big Brand Theory podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Zerfus, VP of Customer Success at Blackwood Creative, which is a digital marketing agency right here in Mishawaka, Indiana, which we love. We love being in Mishawaka, Indiana. And today, I'm I'm stoked because we have a, a good friend, actually, of ours on the show with us today. Her name's Jackie Stahl. Hello. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. We're so happy that you're here with us. Jackie is uh, the VP of Marketing and Communications at the South Bend Clinic here in South Bend. Um, and, uh, how long have you been? Well, okay. So you're with Allied now with South Bend Clinic. How long have you been with the company?
0: A little over four and a half years. Okay.
1: And things are morphing and you've taken on more responsibility. So your, your role is definitely increasing or yes. has been over time. <laughs> yes, yes, <it laughs> you has. have a lot on your plate. <laughs> um, and, uh, we're so excited because today, uh, we're going to be talking about customer experience, something that is uh, is vital to the, the marketing and branding world. Um, sometimes I think we see those as separate, but we're going to be talking today how those things are actually very much connected. Um, and Jackie's been in that world for a long time, has a lot to bring to the table, uh, has some fun stories of her own. So we'll get into that. But before we jump into the meat of today, um, I hear Jackie that you're from the Pacific Northwest. Yes. You're you're not from this area. No. So so <laughs> so what, what state are you from?
0: Washington State.
1: Okay. And do you have a deep love for your home state?
0: Oh yes. Born and raised um, from Olympia, Washington, a little south of Seattle, about an hour okay. south, and then went to the University of Washington, Go Huskies. <laughs> um, huge, huge diehard fan. Uh-huh. Wanted to go there since I was eight years old. Oh, and wow. went there and uh one of the best times. Yeah,
1: okay. And so I I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. I've, I've been to California. Mm-hmm. So I but I've not been up, up that far. Well, I okay, I've been to Vancouver, so I've been okay. above you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've not been to the Pacific Northwest of the US. Mm-hmm. So what makes it so great? Why why should I go visit?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, You have mountains, you have the ocean. Um, It's just people go, why are you in Indiana? (laughs) Um, And it's, that's what I miss the most is just the views. And where I lived in 45 minutes, you could get to the ocean Mm -hmm. or you could go to the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a great combo. Yes. And it's funny because I left for, um, to come to Indiana um, back in 2006. And um, when I moved back to Washington in two thousand. 11 I forgot Mount Rainier how Mm -hmm. beautiful it was and as I was driving to work I saw that every day growing up but when you leave and then come back I'm like wow I would I would get distracted by it every time when I was driving and forgetting that it was there and Mm -hmm. it's just gorgeous the gorgeous views yeah I have a friend that um, we went and visited Washington and he never saw Mount Rainier and so he claims it was photoshopped so because he's never actually seen it in person so
1: he was there but he didn't see it
0: no because it was cloudy or when it was sunny we were downtown and you couldn't see it because of the building so it's photoshopped it's
1: like the the moon landing yes exactly. it never really happened no <laughs> um yeah so one of the questions that people always ask each other is would you rather go on an ocean vacation like to the beach or would you rather go to the mountains and that's probably one of the great things about washington state is you can be like well why don't you just do both in the same day yes <laughs>
0: however um our beaches are a little different Oh, okay um, I, I, yeah, I have heard that so i had a friend from california who visited and um I said, he wanted to go to the beach. And I said, okay. And I was packing a sweatshirt and blankets. And he's like, what are you doing? And I said, just let's go. So we went and he, we drive onto the beach and it's cloudy and gray. Mm-hmm. And he goes, where are the lifeguard stands? And I said, what are you talking about? Because he's from California. Yeah. And um, yeah, we don't have that there. So yeah, you can go to the beach, but it's going to be cold and windy. And a lot of people, it's great for surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, it's you not know, like you lay out and go to the beach type yeah, yeah, of yeah. Vacation. But it is very beautiful. So. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, awesome. Well, I I do actually really want to make it up there someday. I've 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 wanted to go for quite a while because I've I've known a lot of people that either lived there, came from there, have visited, and almost every time people are just bonkers about it. They love it. Like yes. they they're always just hyping it up, saying how awesome it is. So I feel like. Someday I need to get out there to actually see, is this true or not? I Absolutely. think it will be, but, then, but yeah, I'll just Mount have to Mount Rainier, see if, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? I think it is Photoshopped. <laughs> but, yeah. um So, all right. Well, uh, so today we're going to be talking about customer experience. And, and Jackie, I know you have, uh, this is very much a part of your current role, something that you have to think about on, almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um but I, what's your story? How, how have you gotten into this? Has customer experience always been a part of what you've done? Is it something that you've always loved?
0: <laughs> well, so I've, I've been in a customer service role from my probably my very first job in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just as I've grown in my career, just different types, it's always had some sort of customer service base. Mm-hmm. So when I lived in Indianapolis, um, and you know i wasn't always the best at customer service um i worked at what was conseco Fieldhouse, and i think banker's oh, yeah. life where mm-hmm. the pacers play and i did ticket sales and um sat in the window and we were always told to get our line moving well i wasn't the most friendly i guess and people would come and want to and again the west coast from the midwest is very different uh-huh. um, west coast is go, 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 you know, hurry up and um, not a lot of conversation. I remember when I first moved to Indiana and someone said hello to me on the street, I was like, who are they talking to? <laughs> oh, or would people would open doors for you. That was very, very odd to me. Mm-hmm. So working there, you know, people come up and, you know, I want a ticket for this. And I said, how much do you want to spend? Well, I don't know, where would you? And I would kind of get irritated because I got to get my line moving. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to have a conversation or learn about your life. You know, how much you want to spend, let's go. Yeah. Um, and I would get a lot of complaints about me. <laughs> and I didn't understand I was doing anything wrong. And so we would sit at partners um, at the window. Mm-hmm. And so after interactions, I would get pulled aside and, you know, be told I was doing something wrong. So after I'd have interactions with customers in between breaks, I would look at my partner and say, was that OK? Did I come off OK? Um, and so I've come a long way. I'd laugh because if people knew I was teaching customer service, service now, um, from about 15 years ago. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> um, but yeah, day to day on what we do, that's like the core. Um, and that just, it defines your business. Um, it, we're in a very fast paced world and it's all about expectations now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And, and you know, it, whether it's a patient and uh, we say patient experience in the healthcare world, however, I more say consumer experience because the, the patient is more in the driver's seat and they are consumers. They have a choice. Um, it's very expensive. So they mm-hmm. are really shopping around more than they used to. Yeah. So it's consumer experience, yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like you've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as all of us, we're always growing. And, yep. and it, it is funny when I think for a lot of people in their stories... You know, when you're, when you're currently doing something and then you're able to look back and be like, man, if, if, you know, if the Jackie of 15 years ago knew the Jackie of today, right. wow. You know, and I think the same thing for myself too, like with the things that I'm currently doing and what my life is like, you think like, oh, 10 years ago, like the Ryan of 10 years ago, he'd be like, who is this guy? Right, right. <laughs> well,
0: and it's funny because you don't realize you're coming off that way. And so that's why it's always nice to have kind of someone in check with you of, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, that kind of sound, you know, even your tone of voice mm-hmm. came off a little bit, um, not the best. Yeah. A rough. And yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's good to have that kind of check in with yourself or, yeah. you know, someone just giving you a heads up. Yeah. So yeah you just don't know sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all. So, so talking about customer service, customer experience, mm-hmm. What all do you see fitting in that category? What, what can we sort of define? What yeah. are, what all are we talking about today?
0: So I, I I define it as the direct or indirect interaction throughout the entire experience. Yeah. The, the duration of the relationship um, from anywhere from trying to find your business online mm-hmm. um, to picking up trash outside yeah. um, you know uh, and then speaking to to the consumer right. and even towards the end of closing that the end of the transaction um so it's the entire relationship um because people will always say oh it's just a marketing's job you know that that's their job mm-hmm. um or they'll say oh, that's a front lines job it, it's basically anyone that this person interacts with whether it's you know a parking attendant or Mm -hmm. um whoever it's funny um you know i had an experience at um a local restaurant um, a chain restaurant the other day and it was an online order and i went to go pick it up and they said wow they really butchered her name because of how i spell it and i kind of looked at them and i'm like that's how I put that in there. That's how I spell my name. (laughs) But again, that experience, I was kind of... Off-putting. Yeah. Um, And it's like, know your system. Yeah. The person typed that in. So So they sort
1: of (laughs) felt like they were almost uh, inconsequential or like indirectly... Uh, insulting you yeah. and your name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, it, it's um, it, it it's everything. Yeah, it's all about experience. And I, I was telling you earlier that um, you could take my, I would almost welcome taking my marketing budget away for a year mm-hmm. and just concentrating on the patient experience or the you know consumer mm-hmm. experience because you could give me a million dollars to market but if your processes and your experience is broken mm. inside yeah you know roll out the red carpet and but once people try to come in and if there's roadblocks yeah you, you can't get anywhere
1: yeah yeah and that's interesting too cuz uh, to to go along with what you're saying we've all experienced that the bad side of that the negative we've all had bad customer experiences mm-hmm. every person every yes. consumer we've been there we've been in that situation where you walk into a place or, or even if it's online but i'm thinking physically mm-hmm. you know you walk into a place and the experience is just poor right actually i just uh, this is a, an aside but i just posted about that uh, on LinkedIn yesterday about restaurant experience. where mm-hmm. I posted about my worst restaurant experience. I'm not going to talk about it, but like, <laughs> but the power that that has, right. You yes. remember, you remember it distinctly.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've and, probably told at least 10 people since uh, Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's power and, it, and it's, it's bad. So yeah. like to go along with what you're saying, like you could be throwing all the money you want at these big marketing assets, the things, which are all, Great, good. Yes. Bring people in. You need that. But like if you're not working on the on the ground level of what's the experience actually like at our place, the whole the whole shebang, mm-hmm. then what it's not gonna amount. People are gonna eventually gonna walk away. Right. Right. So,
0: and you know, people are I call it the the Amazon experience. People are wanting the expectations are very high of consumers. Mm-hmm. They want it now, they want it convenient, and if it's not They're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Healthcare really struggles with that. We're about 10, 15 years behind every other industry. (laughs) You know, when COVID hit, and you know, we've had telemedicine for years, but no one really utilized it. But when COVID hit, we had to. You had to rip that band aid off. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to see any patients, that's how you're going to do it. Um, And so it was really educating consumers and whatnot that we have this and it's convenient. That's all we have to say. It's convenient for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause the consumers are, um, very savvy nowadays of, well, how's it going to benefit me? What, why is it convenient? Why should I use this? Mm-hmm. Um, I always talk about different experience the Starbucks experience mm-hmm. or Nordstrom. Um, you know, they, Starbucks, I go there every day they know who I am and I love it cause oh, would you like your water today? You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mobile order that, but they have known me so well. Um, they know my dogs, they know my son. Um, and they are just very accommodating. Every time I go in there, mm-hmm. I go to that star, I will go out of my way to go to that certain Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Nordstrom is the same way of just how they, they treat their customers. If I walk into a store and no one greets me, I will walk out hmm. just.
1: Yeah. It's so simple, it but is. it's so it's powerful. It's so simple.
0: <laughs> and I, I call it the five ten rule as well. Um, and I like to teach our, um, our staff about it. If you are within five feet of a patient, or a customer, you um, smile, say hello. Mm-hmm. You speak to them. If you're within 10 feet, make eye contact and smile. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to yell hello down, you know, <laughs> down the hall, but making sure that you have that interaction to make sure that you acknowledge them and Mm -hmm. just that warm smile and let them know, thank you for being here right um also when i teach this i always ask about i say what is your best customer service story people struggle trying to tell that i say what is your worst customer experience we could spend an hour telling stories oh yeah oh you know and no problem everyone, a lot of it's the same kind of industry, but everyone has a story to tell and they are so welcome to tell it mm-hmm. um and that's not what we want yeah so right
1: and in not our, wanting to be memorable that way yeah no <laughs> and in our digital world now it, people's voices are amplified so oh yes you know it, it's not like they just go home and they tell their spouse and maybe a couple neighbors and they call up their sister on the phone you know it, they they get on social media and they shout it to the mountaintops yes and so the individual consumer has a lot of power Oh. When it comes to their voice,
0: well, and different things could be triggered. Um, you know, I had a horrible experience. Um I will not name. Um, However, you know, and if I see a social media ad come up or hear their ad on the radio, it triggers. And it's just like, I want to go and be that person and Mm -hmm. shout it from the rooftops. But, um, and it is, that experience will stick with you for a long time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the power also of of today of reviews, right? We have, they have so many websites. We have Google reviews. We have Yelp. We have other, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know in the health, maybe in the healthcare industry, there's other places where you can go to get references or Mm -hmm. reviews um and those also hold a lot of power with at least the researching consumer you know there right. are, are people today who will who will do hours of research before they make a decision. Yes. Um, And our
0: doctors are realizing that of, you know, how reputation management is such an essential thing. mm -hmm. Um, Because how do patients find you? It's not by referrals much anymore. It's they ask friends or family. They research online Mm -hmm. and reviews. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. So let's connect The customer experience, customer service more into just the general marketing and branding of a Mm -hmm. company. Like we think about marketing and branding. We think, like we said earlier, we think about a lot of those bigger assets that we have. We think about, you know, your social media campaigns, your website, um, your brand, you know, your logo, your colors, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but i think it could be argued like we were saying all the simple things the the customer experience actually from start to finish coming to you know your location Mm -hmm. the the emails the phone calls the the greetings from the the people at the door Mm -hmm. all of those things somehow connect so how do you see these things all working together how do you like how do you maybe at the clinic like how do you navigate piecing that all together with branding and marketing
0: Right. Well, I think, you know, it, it comes down to an education piece and setting expectations for your staff on this is the level that we want to be at, um, that we want to be perceived mm-hmm. and really setting that foundation to make sure it's a culture, basically, um, is what it is, mm-hmm. is, you know, creating that culture within your organization of how you handle um you know, customer expectations, mm-hmm. um, customer complaints. Uh, we have, they're called green shirts down at the uh, South Bend Clinic. They're our, our concierge. And I always go down a couple times a, a week and say, have we gotten any customer suggestions or recommendations? You're trying to turn it into a positive. You don't mm-hmm. want to go down there and say, what complaints have we gotten? Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep the, the mood positive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, today someone was taken back. going, oh, well, well, I haven't really gotten any. And okay, well that that's okay. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think really trying to figure out the the expectations of the consumer is really really important. Um, so we have our expectations of staff and what we're supposed to do, but then understand going that step beyond and saying what is our customer doing is Mm -hmm. there anything we can anticipate their needs whether it's again in healthcare seeing someone struggling as they're walking in do they need a wheelchair can we offer that um knowing i always like to teach in the healthcare too if you have a repeat patient coming in every couple months when you're sitting in a waiting room someone comes out and yells your name you know ryan Mm -hmm. is ryan here well, okay, you know that person. Go up to them and say, hey, Ryan, we're ready for you mm-hmm. and bring them back. Those little things add up and mean so much because people realize you care. Yeah. And that's what, I, you know, people want people want to be cared about. They want to feel valued. If they're going to take the time to come to your business, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that they are cared for and they're appreciated.
1: You're right. Yeah, and that builds loyalty over yes. time, right? Like you're, you're those one experience, good experience, after another good experience over time will build a person who's loyal to your company. Yes, and there's a, a lot of power in that. I'm sure in the healthcare industry as well to to have patients who are loyal to your brand. Yes, because of the experience they've had on a very minute level.
0: Absolutely, and you know you hit on loyalty, and I think loyalty, trust are. are probably the biggest things that you can have. Um, There's companies that I am a repeat customer because they are so loyal, they will send a handwritten thank you Mm -hmm. for every order. And I'm like, you. And it's not just thank you for ordering. It's like thank you so much for your, you know, um, loyalty to us. If there's anything you can need, here's my personal, you know, Instagram or email or whatnot. How to yeah. get a hold of me. And I have stacks of these cards every time. And to me, that just makes a really big difference because they went out of their way mm-hmm. to show they care. Yeah, yeah it took time mm-hmm. and
1: effort. Yeah. Um, so. For you guys at the clinic, and sort of how you give direction, when when those tough things do come up, when those complaints arise, mm-hmm. how do you direct your staff to to handle that well? What how how do you take those those negative situations and turn them into either positives or into teaching moments?
0: Um, it, it's all about teaching moments um, because you, we're in the midst of trying to kind of educate everyone, um, especially. Nowadays, you know, tensions are high for all sorts of reasons Mm -hmm. and um, just kind of making sure that everyone's comfortable and it's all about how you word things, Mm -hmm. um, the delivery of it. And um, anytime we get a complaint, if I get it through Facebook or, you know, it comes up through us, um, listening is number one you know, patients or consumers just want to be listened to. And that's just key because 99.9% of the time, if they can just unload and vent to you or have you listen, I had someone that was upset. They had to get rescheduled several times. And I reached out and said, you know, we apologize. And so sorry for this inconvenience. If there's anything else we can do to help you get rescheduled and and to ensure it's more positive experience, please send us a message. Mm-hmm. All they said was, thank you so much. Never received anything else. They just wanted to be heard.
1: They, they wanted acknowledgement. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, that's the thing when we get um, complaints or, you know, bad reviews, whatnot. A lot of people don't think that we monitor those or they don't expect a response. So when mm-hmm. they do get a response, a lot of the time is they, again, are happy that we acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Um and it is all about that, that teaching moment. And I always say, thank you for letting us know that there was something wrong. So we have the opportunity to fix it because a lot of people, uh, staff get nervous or upset, you know, thinking they did something wrong. And I said, Hey, this is a, a teaching moment because we may not have known that this was broken and now we can fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. We, we welcome, um, Feedback. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah, you got to be open to fe- if you're not open to feedback, then then this train is never going to move.
0: Right, right, and it's all about constructive criticism, and no one wants to hear they're doing something wrong. Um, and you know, no one wants to hear even there's two sides to every story, and it's also perception versus reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone could think, oh, well, it was this way, and someone goes, no, well, no, it was this way well, this is how they perceived it. So let's get on their level and understand mm-hmm. why they perceived it that way. They may not always be right, but let's kind of put our eyes on them. Yeah. We call them soft eyes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure also when you're dealing with a high volume of, you know, patients or, or consumers, um, some of the same questions or, mm-hmm. or things are going to come up from their end very often. Mm-hmm. Um where to your staff that could become annoying because they're like, these people always ask all the same questions. They always have, you know, this always comes up. So how do you handle that sort of internally of like dealing with some of those, yeah, those annoyances (laughs) to your staff, Uh but to the consumer Obviously, it's very important. Otherwise, they wouldn't be asking.
0: Right. I have to remind them is, you know, it might be the hundredth time you've heard that question, but it's the first time they've asked that question. And it's a time for you to educate on our process. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's just part of the job. (laughs) Um, uh, And, you know making sure that people understand how things work because they may be frustrated or whatnot by the time they talk to them and just, you know, you're defusing it by saying, you know, hey, next time it might be easier if you try this. Mm -hmm. It's not, hey, you did this wrong. You should have called this. Um, No, it's all, it all boils down to these teaching moments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I know from the consumer side, if, if you have a, a sincere and what feels like innocent question, you walk up to someone at a store and you ask it and their immediate responses of frustration or yeah. like they're annoyed with you, you know, as a consumer, you're like, Oh gosh, I guess I guess I asked the wrong right. question. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to like set you off. Yeah. But that does happen. It does. Yeah. It does
0: happen all the time. Um and um I'm I'm the type of person where um I don't, I I call it lights, camera action when, you know, everyone has something going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially when you're consumer facing, you have to, as soon as you sit in that chair or pick up the phone or whatnot, and you're, you're dealing with external, Mm -hmm. you have to remember you're on stage. Yeah. So it's your, it's your time to shine. I know it sounds corny, but that you're there to work, you're there to do your job and your job is customer service. Um, You know, the person on the other end, and you never know what's going on in anyone's lives, but you're having a bad day and they're having a bad day. It just, that's setting up for disaster. Yeah. And so we have to put that aside and we're there to help people that that's bottom line what we're there for.
1: Yeah. So I know at the clinic, um, you guys talk about three levels of quality of service. Mm -hmm. And and level one is, you know, expectations are going unmet. And then you have level two, which is, you you know, as a consumer, your expectations are, are met. And then level three being expectations exceeded. So... I guess my question for that would be what, what kind of impact do you think it has to work towards operating at a level three instead of a two or, you know, especially a one?
0: Your level three, uh, really that's, what's leading to your loyalty. So, you know, those things of anticipating needs of your consumers, um, getting to know your con- it's, it's really the basic things of, you know, knowing their name, knowing what, um, what they may need when they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, those type of things that create memorable experiences Um, and that will make a positive experience and people will want to come back and they'll say, okay, it's the human interaction. Um, Oh, they get me. They know me. They care. I am Mm -hmm. there. Um, You know, yeah, you could kind of have an ordinary experience. That's that level two of, all right, I came in, got what I needed and I left. Um, But if you step it up, then people will want to come back i'm in healthcare. no one wants to come to health you <laughs> right. know come to us i can't us. wait to go back to right the i'm clinic. so excited <laughs> um you know that's a that's that's something hard to sell yeah um and especially on how much it costs and people put it off and mm-hmm. you know so when they need it and w- with allied when, when we were there we're just specialty mm-hmm. so i always tell people i said by the time patients have come to see us, they've told their story two to three times. Mm-hmm. They're in pain, they're frustrated, and they just want help. Yeah, Help them, you know? And so don't make it so hard. I always say, why can't people just do their jobs? Um, when people don't go the extra mile to help out, instead mm-hmm. of just saying, I don't know, Say, you know, I'm not sure, but let me find out for you. It's just those little things that can help solve instead of being passed around to four different people. Um, As we were merging with the South Bend Clinic, we talked about um, in billing, because we have two different billing systems. Again, Mm. to the consumer, they don't need to know all of the logistical things on the back end. However, if someone calls and they have, they call the the wrong place for to pay an allied bill versus South Bay Clinic bill, mm-hmm. As again, as we're merging everything, instead of saying, you called the wrong number, we figured out a plan to either instant message while we're on the phone or directly transfer knowing someone's gonna pick up the phone mm-hmm. to have that good experience. Right. So those are the, the little details that we can figure out to ensure that the patient has a good outcome.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of, unfortunately, what ends up happening... Probably in a lot of company settings is we end up settling for level two, right? Yes. We feel like, okay, their expectations were met. They had an ordinary experience. They were they were fine. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily overly positive. wasn't wasn't negative, um, and so we settle for that. We think, okay, that was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. Uh, we forget, like you were saying, the, the power and the loyalty that that builds when you can get to that level three, when you can actually exceed what they were expecting, when you can go the extra mile, when you can, you know, we just, we remember those things. You remember, right. like you were saying with Starbucks, like you yeah. just, you remember like the the impact that that had on you to have a consistently good experience. People that are kind, that actually care, They it's very evident that they care That you're there Mm -hmm. and what you're there for. Right. Um, They do everything they can to try to assist you and and yeah, bring you the care that you are looking for. And so I I think we all intuitively know what that's like. But I think for whatever reason, there's a a disconnect a lot of times between what we know to be true. So this is like perception and reality. Yeah. And then what we actually settle for in in our day to day work.
0: Yes. Well, and I think you know in any industry, whether it you know a restaurant. If you're going there and you start to be a regular and they start remembering or, you know, you guys get the same drinks every time. And so by the time you sit down, Mm -hmm. you know, I I worked in a restaurant all through college and I'll never forget these two older gentlemen. And they had gin and tonics every Monday. And then after a few or more, they (laughs) would they would order their dinner and then they would switch to beer Mm -hmm. and they loved it that I remembered that and I would kind of give them a look like is it time (laughs) yep okay and so we would do that and they sat in my section every single Monday Mm -hmm. and that was over 15 years ago and I still remember that (laughs) yeah and it's those little things Mm -hmm. that people you know handwritten notes um you know just reaching out knowing hey I threw this in this is your favorite Mm -hmm. it's not about all giving about freebies but it's remembering. So people go, okay, well, they, they appreciate my business. They care.
1: Yeah. 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 That, that reminds me of, this is another aside of a a restaurant right outside where I grew up in Granger, a little Chinese restaurant called Valley Restaurant. It's up on Bittersweet. It's a wonderful place, but for the very same reason, there's, there's these two waitresses that are always working and it's a busy place. It's Mm -hmm. a little hole in the wall, but it's busy. And they, are in my mind are the example of level 3. Like every time I walked in, it was like they I they and they were busy like all get out. So mm-hmm. they had every reason probably to be frustrated, be tired, to be like, "Oh, I'm so done with this. I wish everyone would leave." But no, every time I come in, they they were super friendly. They'd greet everyone, they'd, you know, make sure you're comfortable, and for the same things they they started to remember my name. They started mm-hmm. to remember my order. I would walk in, they would instantly bring a Coke to me. I wouldn't even ask for it, <laughs> you know, and it was just like it was just like they did that over and over again, and it, it built huge loyalty in me. Yes. I mean, I love, I still love that restaurant. One of them's not there anymore, but they that loyalty now has transferred to the to the business, and yes. I just love Valley Restaurant. Mm-hmm. So again, I totally get that, and I think for people listening, they could probably come up with a, the same story. So it's transferring what we know to be true. In those stellar experiences, and then diluting that down to your actual, where where are you at? Where are you at with your team and your company? Are you doing those things
0: right? And I, I think it really, um, you know, from the top, yes, this is what we want. However, making sure that you are creating that culture of getting everyone on board, um, because there are those people, and I'm just wired different, and it can't understand it, but they just want to clock in, clock out and I'm, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but you know, we're, we're here. Aren't you excited for work? (laughs) Aren't you excited to, to help someone today? Um, and so how do we motivate those people and getting on their level and, you know, sitting down, understanding, you know, how can we help you do your job? You know, Mm -hmm. we want to put in, um, different things. How did you hear about us? And I always got feedback. Well, I don't have time to ask that question. Okay. Well, so I sat at the front desk and understood their process. So then I could say, here would be a good time to ask. And because the, people on the front line, they don't want people just telling them what to do. You want them in a a buy-in. You want them involved in the process because the more you have them doing that, the Mm -hmm. more that they'll be apt to change. Yeah. So I think that's really, really important to instill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you were just talking about also touches on the reality that uh, and this gets to company culture mm-hmm. when when you're talking about customer service and customer experience you can't expect your employees and your staff to to kill it and to be stellar if right. when they walk into a team meeting that's internal they get yelled at or right. or everyone's mad at each other or you know there's just bickering and all that kind of stuff like if your internal culture behind closed doors is negative and not good, then how can you expect right. your, your, like you're saying, your frontline workers to then walk to the front of the building and be kind to everyone that walks in?
0: Well, and I think, you know, frontline, um, I always want to let them know how important they are. And, uh, at a place where I was previously out in Washington, we renamed the front office to the, um, you know, the f- experience, mm-hmm. um, they were the frontline experience. And so it wasn't just that you're the receptionist. You are the experience greeters basically Mm -hmm. and you know i always say that every employee needs to understand that they can and should improve the patient experience consumer experience Mm -hmm. any industry you can put that in um it's not up to marketing it's not up to the ceo it's it's up to everyone that walks Mm -hmm. in it's that first impression um first impression Department. That's what we call them, <laughs> um, and so that is so important for them to to understand. Because yeah. again, getting that buy-in, that's where it starts, um, and then you can filter it through everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. So. For someone that's listening, who you know works in a company, I, I mean, I I would argue that customer experience is, is a reality for for all companies. It's something that everyone should think about, even yes. if you're you're a purely online company. Mm-hmm. You still have people who are going through your process, who are experiencing your brand, the the, the company, the the process to actually buying whatever product or service that you're. Off- you know, there's so much there, but um, obviously, it becomes even more apparent where we're talking about like physical, you know, your mm-hmm. people are driving to your location they're coming in, you have lots of touch points going on. Um, so, so for those that are listening, um, what would you say to them as far as, uh, you know, maybe let's say it's not going very well. Like cus- they're, they're struggling in the mm-hmm. customer service department. Maybe they just don't have a good process internally. They don't, they don't have it together. Where would you say they should start? What should they start working on to really start rallying around um, improving their customer experience and giving people the, the best uh, time at their location that they can.
0: I would start with, you know, really talking to employees and understanding what barriers they have. Um, you know, hey, we want to implement this, but what barriers do y- are you anticipating or why do you think we cannot do this? Mm-hmm. Having an open conversation or because um, you don't want to Yes, it's consumer-based, but also you want to make sure that um, the front line is not just, again, being told what to do. We're right. going to do this. Right. You know, hey, what would make you come here? Um, and I always say, um, what are the, the bears or what makes you um, irritated when you go to the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make sure we don't do that. Right. Um, And I think really starting there, you can always do a patient survey, or sorry, a consumer survey, um, just to understand the temperature of what's going on. And then I think what's really important is, it's so competitive nowadays um, for all industries, and then also you have Amazon. So what makes you unique? Why would someone want to go to your business? Mm what, what, what makes you unique enough for, you know, to build that loyalty. So if you can find that niche, uh, I think that's just a huge improvement because again, people aren't, aren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while they'll expect it, but you know, how do you go above and beyond? Um, so it, again, it really starts simple of asking the questions internally, then mm-hmm. you can go externally and then build upon that.
1: Right. Yeah. And if you're, I think that's another thing that companies run into is they don't take the time to listen to their front, like you were saying, to their frontline workers, mm-hmm. the people that are actually on the ground level, right. with, you know, working face to face with the, the consumer. Um, and because they're not taking the time to do that, they're oblivious to, to the reality of what's actually happening on the ground. And the, and they're making business decisions that are completely detached from yes. the reality of what their consumers are actually experiencing. Right. So I love that you said that cuz I I can see so much power in just taking the time to pause and actually get to know and ask questions of of those workers who are down doing the dirty work with all, you know, with everyone coming in and out of the doors.
0: Right. Yeah, cuz so often you, you know, you put something in place and you're like, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. It's so easy, (laughs) but you don't know on a day-to-day basis on what they're dealing with, what type of questions or or whatnot. And Mm -hmm. so to bring them and help them build that is so impactful. And it'll it'll be, again, as we keep saying, it'll be well-received and it will be more sustainable that way.
1: Mm Yeah, definitely. Well, Jackie, it has been a real treat having you on the show today. Thanks for coming and joining us and talking about customer experience. I think um, this topic in and of itself is so valuable, but I think when we're talking about marketing and branding, um, like I said at the beginning, I think a lot of times it it feels detached, but... so much is connected. Like if, if, if you're not considering how customer experience is actually fitting into the whole, um, marketing of your company and how those connect, then, then you're, there's something that's going to be missed. Right. And so, um, so I've loved this conversation. Thanks for coming and, and sharing uh, with us today. My and, pleasure. Uh, it's been, it's been great having you.
0: So real quick, I wanted to say, you know, in conclusion, what yeah. I always say is, <laughs> uh, I, I took this from somewhere but I always say this at the end of my customer service classes uh-huh. your smile is your logo your personality is your business how you leave others feeling after you have an experience with you becomes your trademark there you go there you go
1: I, I love that I've, I've actually seen that at a couple places yes. and, I, and I love it so mm-hmm. I'm so glad you shared that so uh, it's been awesome if you uh, are listening and, and you're driving you're with what Jackie's saying and you have some questions or, or you just want to pick her brain more um, a great place to reach out to Jackie would be on LinkedIn so and if you're not on LinkedIn, you should be on there anyways. Wonderful place to be. Um, so get on LinkedIn. Jackie is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E. And then her last name is Stall. S-T-A. A-H-L. so you can reach out to Jackie and ask your questions she'd love to connect with you um, so it's been awesome thanks for listening in today f- to the Big Brand Theory podcast you're you're always encouraged and welcome to subscribe and follow us for more episodes that are coming up uh, we, we love just exploring all things marketing, branding, sales, customer experience, leadership I mean just all the good stuff so we hope you join us for more episodes and uh, hope you um, have a wonderful day so you all stay toasty